future's looking bright. Ah, oh, shoot. Where, yeah. where, where, where are my glasses at? Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, like, got to wear shades. shades yeah, I, got, I got them shades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and I, and, I, and I think with this draft, it's going to be an interesting one because, I mean, just what Brandon Staley was talking about, and we'll jump right into the draft, too, and just talk about each individual player here. But, you know, sure. adding depth was a key, key component to this whole thing. And I think that really there's not flashiness, not sexiness, like yep. Andy was saying and everything, too. But yep. once again, it's it's build at the lines, build in the backfield, give depth to this team. And I think that's really what we did. Hello. Welcome to the Bull Bros, a podcast series. Where we talk about the Los Angeles Chargers and their opponents. I'm James and I'm here with my brothers, Kyle and Andrew. Let's get into it. Bull Bros, let's go. Bull Bros. Let's go. Let's go. So, in today's episode, we'll be talking about the results of the 2022 draft for the Chargers and break down each player. Uh, we also want to thank everyone who jumped onto our live stream for the draft, too. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, it was a pretty good time to be able to kind of sit there and analyze all throughout the draft. So, it was a very fun time, and we appreciate engaging some of you guys out there that joined the, joined the stream. So, we appreciate it. Bull bros! We wanted to start out this video just jumping our thoughts on the draft. Um, just kind of just talk about what we're our thoughts are, overall thoughts, and even do a grade on it too. So I actually want to start with Andy on that uh, to be able to just kind of see what his first thoughts were. Yeah. So um, this draft was interesting to me. I, I remember thinking, okay, my theme for this draft is one word: depth. Right. Yep. That's all it is. Right. I, I really pretty sure uh, you've said that uh, about like a thousand I, times leading up. To exactly. This thing. Correct. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's completely true. And I remember we predicted that, though. Right. We did not think yeah. that this draft was going to be sexy or flashy. And it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Zion Johnson. We yep. don't even have Zion Johnson on any of our conversations, on any of our discussion points yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and it's clear, one, that Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley have a very different way of evaluating what they need than other people doing these mock drafts. There's two other thoughts that I had that I've found very interesting. One, um, we we really drafted from large schools and big conferences, right? SEC, yeah. ACC, right? We did not draft from Chattanooga State or, you know, you know, the, the Hill people in, uh, in Texas or whatever. Right. I mean, they were big, <laughs> big schools. Right. And yeah. I thought that was very interesting. The second thing I thought a lot of our players are two sport athletes, right? A yeah. lot of players did a lot of different things. Right. right. Um, you know, Woods was a, a, a hurdler. He, he they, they're very talented. Mm-hmm. I also thought they were very smart, right? When you listen to Zion Johnson talk, man, he's articulate. He's yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, and again, I think these are things that we're, the charters are really looking at, right? Because Brandon Staley does not run an easy offense or defense to understand. He wants people that can pick it up and start and be effective. Um, so those are some of the things that I really saw, right? Again, the word of the day for me for the draft was depth, but he had, they had a very specific formula. And if you didn't adhere to it or have the ability to play a couple of different positions, the charters didn't want you. And and that's the reality. So those are some of the things that I thought about in the draft. Yeah, that's a pretty good point there too. I mean, Kyle, what did you think? Is there any couple thoughts that you had about the draft? 
after yeah. the aftermath of the draft. The aftermath of the, the uh, draft. Yeah. yeah. After after seeing <laughs> everything that we've got, yeah. Um, I actually honestly uh, felt like my my word of the day for this was the need feed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, because. Because I, I feel like uh, we actually did pick up a lot of players that were actually needed on the team, not just depth. Yeah. Sure. Zion sure. Johnson clearly is going to be our right guard. Uh, yep. And, you know, all the, the analysis show that he's going to be a starter uh, on day, day one. Because, um, you know, how because it's just like you said, how smart he is uh, and plus how strong he is. Um, yeah, so he's going to be able to protect Justin Herbert like amazing. Like, you know, fingers crossed that he's going to be a pro bowler like uh, Slater was. For, for <laughs> That'd be amazing. Years. That'd be absolutely Incredible. awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, you know, like, I think honestly, for me, though, like the second round was kind of a kind of a head scratcher, though, still like right away. When, when initially, like we picked him up because uh, of, you know, what I thought the needs were, um, but what Staley yeah. had the needs more were obviously different or whatever. But then yep. going down the rest, honestly, like I, we needed a second round uh, or RB two, we needed a, yep. a defensive tackle. We sure, know, sure, we can get then we get more depth in other positions though moving forward as well. Um, yeah, yeah, so, but yeah, like I felt like you know we, we needed to feed some positions here, you know. And yeah, sure. uh, and uh, I feel like we did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I think we're all in pretty much the same mindset that this is a, dr a draft that was built to just basically be a depth draft for us. I mean, yeah. we came into this draft not needing a lot of players, in my opinion. Sure. Um, so we didn't really have a whole heck of a lot of needs. I mean, there's some people like thinking, hey, pick 17, let's get a wide receiver or something like that. I was thinking a linebacker. I was thinking to Kobe Dean. Exactly. Man, correct. He fell yep. down yeah. forever. Forever like, fell yeah. hard. I mean, knee yeah. issues and things like that. He had some health issues for sure. sure. Yep. Yeah. And it's crazy to be able to see where he went. But, you know, at the same side, that's just the weird thing about this draft. I mean, even we even got some guys that I even had on my mock draft later in the rounds than I expected. So Very true. it's crazy yes. to see kind of what happened here, but I do think that there were some needs that were kind of missed, but once again, I'm just in the, I'm just outside looking in thinking this is what we need. And the coaches have a different idea of everything and our right. wide receiver core is pretty good. We, I guess we were yep. hoping just to give one more level of, I don't know, I guess dynamic aspect to the team through wide receiver, but you know, bottom line, pick 17 me for me was the best player available. And even Brandon Staley talked a little bit about that with Zion right. Johnson. And he was just the number one guy in the number one position. Of, and we felt like the offensive guard was a need. So yeah. we just went with that. And you know what? Everything sounds really good about him. So mm -hmm. we'll see where he goes. I yeah. mean, I think it'll be interesting to see where all these other players kind of fit within the team. And see if Zion Johnson could be the guy that everybody keeps talking about. So if I'm just going to give a quick, like grade on this draft, I kind of feel like it's almost like a, I'm like teetering between like a B minus and a C plus. Can I get really? right in the middle of that? Like, is there a middle point mm. there? I don't know. Well, I'm going to go with C plus. I'm going to see with a C plus on this. Um, okay. And just cause I feel like there were some misses of, certain players or positions that I felt like they should have attacked a little bit more. Sure. I feel like linebacker should have been a position they should have attacked. Sure. But, you know, I think all around 
But once again, we didn't come into this draft with a lot of needs. So very true. Yeah. So. Um, one of the things I thought about too, and, I'm, and by the way, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an a minus for this charger draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very telling in this draft, a great example, right? We had two people on the board that we could have taken oh, over yeah. Zion. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Right. We had uh, McDuffie and then we also had um, uh, our big boy Penning, right? Yep. Yeah. And I think uh, Devontae Wyatt was available too at that point. Devontae Wyatt was available as well too. Yeah. The thing that I found interesting about that, again, it goes back to what what I was talking about earlier is that they really wanted to get people from big schools. I think yeah. they may have avoided Trevor Penning just because he went to UNI, right, which is a smaller school. If I was watching a lot of what Brandon Staley and Tom Flesco kept saying. They kept talking about how we wanted people to be in pro-style offenses and big schools and big competition. Mm-hmm. You don't get that right. at you and I, right? You're not going to get the yep. same level of competition, right? Yes. He, he had a great pole bowl. He, you know, he did very well, uh, you know, the all-star game for college, but I think that's an issue. So, but I, but I give it an a minus just because I really feel like they did a great job of fulfilling the needs they needed right now yep. and what they're happy moving forward with. So yeah. Kyle, what grade would you give it at this point? Um, yeah, so I'm actually thinking I would probably give it a B plus. Um, and I kind of have a, an interesting thought about why I'd want to give it a B plus, actually, because um, we don't really know how this draft is going to uh, pan out uh, until sure. these players start playing. Um, yep. And I, I feel like we can actually give a grade better of what happened last year's draft than we could for this year's draft. Yeah, sure. sure. We can say like, all right, you know, what needs to be actually filled in order to actually fit our scheme and stuff like that, you know? Um, I guess that's where I th- I feel like, you know, we did the like good enough at. So um and I feel like we did pretty well. Like but like James is saying is like I really wanted to get another linebacker in, in there. Um someone who's potentially like gonna be able to replace Kenneth Murray or replace, I don't know, maybe Drew Tranquil or whatever like that. And uh, I really feel like, honestly, what Staley needs is a linebacker who's actually, like, really good at pass coverage. So he's kind of like a safety linebacker somewhere, somehow. Like, I guess you would call him a strong safety, I guess. Um, but yep. but line him up in that, that box, you know. So, like, just maybe yeah. like a safety who's, like, in the 220-pound um, range or something like that. So he's, like... Yeah strong enough to kind of run at the box or you know run at the gaps or whatever like that, but also kind of just drop back for coverage. And stuff. But yeah, um, but for the most part, you know, like, I guess that's really why uh, I really wanted to see a linebacker in the draft itself. Uh, we didn't get that. And so that's why it dropped down to B plus for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how I put it at a C plus. I guess I was being, being way more critical than you guys, but uh... <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for sure. I mean, I'm happy with the draft. I think they did a great yeah. job. Um, right. And again, one final thought, and then we can move on to um, our actual draft picks, right? Because we want to talk about them. Yeah. Is that um, again? I, I, the, the overall impression I got is that the Chargers are happy with the team they have now. Yeah, they're not unhappy with what they have, right? No. They did a lot of work in free agency. We know that, but again, you know, day one starter is definitely Zion. But who knows, right? You know. Um, yeah, so so we'll be interesting when we go through this, you know, and we there's there's a lot of things I think could really happen with our defense moving forward with all the D-backs that we actually did pick up. I mean, yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see what we do this next year with our, our defense for sure. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Totally. No, I'm right there with you on that. 
Kyle, do you have any other thoughts? So, you know, you kind of jumped in there a little bit, but. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no. Yeah, I, I really think that, uh, you know, future's looking bright. Ah, oh, shoot. Where, yeah. where, where, where are my glasses at? Dang it. Gotta wear shades. I got those shades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and I, and, I, and I think with this draft, it's going to be an interesting one because, I mean, just what Brandon Staley was talking about, and we'll jump right into the draft, too, and just talk about each individual player here. But, you know, sure. adding depth was a key, key component to this whole thing. And I think that really there's not flashiness not sexiness like Andy yep. was saying and everything too but yep. once again it's it's build at the lines build in the backfield give depth to this team and i think that's really what we did bull bros let's jump into the players and let's chat about them and we'll see let's what go. it's all about with them so all right get it. Let's, let's do let's, it all right so this draft NFL draft for 2022 class for the chargers is, is a, is an interesting one. It's pretty, pretty far and wide. And, you know, we all kind of thought a lot of things in the first round of wide receiver linebackers, cornerbacks. I right. mean, Brandon Staley was sitting there talking heavily about, you know, Derek Stingley, which went at number three, yep. which, wow, that was pretty crazy to see. That was shocking to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're thinking, man, we're going to get this flashy guy, this guy that could produce like crazy and everything. And then, you know, with the first pick at uh, 17 for us, we get Zion Johnson, offensive guard from Boston College. You know, and I can't think of a draft board that had him yeah. at, at our level yeah, or at yeah. that pick, right? Anywhere. Like, I yeah. I don't even think I really even looked at him that much. Yeah. Period. Yep. Like, I sorry. Really didn't. I didn't. No. I, so, you just goes to show you it's kind of a crapshoot at this point, right? You never really 100%. know. 100%. Yeah. Yep. 100% a crapshoot. And I mean, that's what this crazy thing about it is, is we, we all think that we're these guys that know what's going on in those, in that war room. <laughs> and we think like, this is what the right thing for this team. But mm-hmm. you know, look, Brandon Staley did say, Hey, I'm, I'm making sure our, both of our lines are as strong as they possibly can be. And yep. that's what this pick was about. It yep. made me think a lot about like who, who drafts a very high level or actually, excuse me, drives or excuse me, drafts an offensive guard like this early in a draft. And the first guy that comes up to my memory is Quentin Nelson from the Colts. Mm. And he was like pick five. I think it yeah, was. I yep. do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy's an absolute stud, possibly totally different kind of guy. I think Quentin Nelson, much more extreme kind of guy where he's very aggressive and awesome. Zion Johnson, everybody kept saying he's like an all pro 10 year yep. starter like all these things that are throwing out at him. Then I'm like, yeah. Hey, who doesn't want a guy like that? Right. Like, yeah. I'll take it all day. Odeo Obushi was pretty much going to be in that position to where he was at. Obviously we didn't sign him for a reason. You know, we ended up getting Zion Johnson out of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know What's some of your guys' thoughts a little bit about Zion Johnson, just kind of interviews, maybe a skill set. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think um, I think bottom line, he's going to play with the ones right out of the gate, no matter what. He yeah. will be the number one guy um, on that side. And again, I think they also dispelled the rumor that he was actually going to be right tackle. Uh, yeah. They consistently said over and over again, hey, dude, he is a guard. He's going to yep. stay a guard. Yeah. And that is it. It was really interesting because, you know, the, the, all the, all the, you know, Popper and all these different guys kept asking, well, what, what about doing this? What about moving Filer over? Yeah, they're not doing that, yeah. right? They're yep. not doing that. It does you know, not they're, seem they're like they're happy doing with that. Storm Norton. Yeah. Okay. And they're happy with Trey Pipkins. But look, when I think about that a lot, I, okay, when I, when I saw both of them play, Pipkins played on both sides last year. Remember, we were mm-hmm. freaking out. 
Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's going to get blown up. <laughs> and he did great. He yeah. did great. Yep. And then, and then storm, you know, he had some struggles. We know that. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still showed flashes of brilliance. Maybe another yeah. year he might be okay. Sure. Now we'll talk more about some of our other picks later on. I want to go ahead of ourselves on this, but again, day one, they needed to fix the Odeobushi gap. Like they needed somebody strong there. And you have to remember, he's not just helping in pass defense. He's helping in run defense and run blocking. Mm-hmm. And we were horrible on the right side, run yeah. blocking. And they talked about that yeah. on a few press conferences. Yeah. Having Zion there, he's going to hit this. He's going to hit his man. Yep. And then he's going to get to the second level and create gaps. And that's yep. going to be fantastic. So, so I, the more I've looked at it and actually thought about it, this draft, this makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not sexy, right? People wanted McDuffie. No. People wanted Penning. People yeah. wanted the other people. But I, I think Zion Johnson for our team. Now that I'm seeing it and, and it's making sense in my mind, makes a lot of sense to me. So, those are all my thoughts. Plus, he played center. He played center. Um, yep. He actually snapped at the Pro Bowl or the uh, the, the All Star game. So, I think eventually, if if um, our center leaves. Um, he might step in and be our center moving forward. He's smart enough to make sure. it happen because he's got he's the quarterback of that line, so he's got to oh, do yeah. a lot of things. So, so you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, and then the Chargers clearly want people that can do multiple tasks on the field. They do not want people that are just a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. That's not what they want. So yeah. that's what I like about Zion Johnson. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's my thoughts. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there on on him. Um, but yeah, like he's he's got everything we needed. Um, and 100 percent, he wasn't obviously a sexy choice because I mean, yeah, right. But nobody really talks a, a lot about offensive linemen. You know, like, I mean, yep. like there's there's yep. no stats for them on ESPN. There's no stats for them on a lot of these other like websites or whatever i think pff has some kind of grades for them and stuff like that too yeah um sure and, and he's very highly graded um in the draft and but again it's it's again to your point right i mean the guy went to davidson you know he paid for school it's it's not cheap by the yeah. way uh steph curry went to davidson originally too Ooh, and yeah. uh and so then he went to boston college the guy he was a zero star recruit i mean mm-hmm. he was a nobody yeah. Wow. yeah. And all this weight, he's like one of the strongest guys out there. He did 32 presses on the bench. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the guy's just ridiculous, right? Beast. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we should, his nickname should be called The Mountain. We'll call him The Mountain. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> From yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. We'll call him The Mountain. I don't yeah. know. Mount, Anyways, Mount but Mount Zion. Zion. Yeah. yeah. Mount, Mount Zion. Zion. Mount Zion. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that was good. I like, hey, you heard it here, boys. You heard there it you here. Go. Mount Zion. Nickname. Yep. Mount Zion. Okay. Ingram. All right, cemented. Hey, wait, done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that one down so we can make some shirts on that one. Yeah, yeah Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Yeah, right, I like that. I like that. Mount Zion. You, you ain't climbing past Mount Zion here. You ain't climbing past Mount Zion. That's for sure. I like that. No, no, but but, but that's that's amazing. So uh, uh, no, yeah, I, I'm yeah. excited for that. The more I think about it, the more it makes a lot of sense. So well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me too is like, I mean, he's actually he was the captain of the the well one of the captains of the offense. Um, sure. For in college and stuff because he's like. Yeah. Uh, he's super smart. His football IQ is like yeah. through the roof. It's it, ridiculous. A lot like ridiculous. just a lot like Justin Herbert's what is. Um, and in fact, I mean, fun fact about this actually, he actually uh studied coding. So yep, he knows. Yep, he talked about coding quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he knows like Java, Python, and like you know like uh C C plus plus all that stuff. You know, yep. so I'm like, dang, that's that's pretty yeah, he, awesome. 
you got yeah. a degree in cybersecurity, yeah. right? Which yeah. you guys know that I've sold cybersecurity before in the past, right? I've worked for a couple of cybersecurity companies. So, right. right. So it's pretty amazing, right? It's I mean, you know, awesome. you got to be pretty smart to make that stuff happen. Right. So, yeah. uh, again, I think that's a big part of what the charters are also doing now moving forward is looking at people's intelligence. What's their IQ? Yeah. Yeah. What, what could they really do? Because, you know, the concepts are not easy. Yeah, the formations make sense. But if this happens, you do this. If this happens, you do this. You got to make mm -hmm. split second decisions right. to make the right decision. And that's important. You're not doing that if you're not smart, yeah. right? You're just right. not going to make that happen. Right. right. So you can have all the talent in the world, but. You know, if if you can't process and, and make the right mental decisions, you're not going to be mm -hmm. good. Right. That's just right. the case. And yeah. the one thing that I heard too, when he 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 transferred from Davidson to Boston College, he said it was a no brainer because they were yep. very well known for academics. And so nice. he was there for basically the entire time to be able yep. to make sure he gets his degree. And I think that's a very admirable thing to do as a player. Yeah. A lot yep. of these guys want to jump out after the third year and get drafted Ooh. and yeah. Who cares about education? I'm going to be rich and make a ton of money or whatnot. Right. I mean, football's not forever, by the way, guys. Like, Ooh. there's a lot of players yeah, that, true. that could be gone. I think the lifespan of a player is two years or something crazy like that. And there's always somebody gunning for your job next year or even yeah. during the year. So, yeah, you know, and the, and the thing is, though, yeah, he, Brandon Staley really, I think, even started preaching last year about – the mental aspect of the game, learn the mental aspect, learn how to understand the plays, why we choose these plays, understand that mental side of reps for what you're trying to achieve. And I think he just wants some very intelligent guys that could really process it and know how to place it onto the field when they're on the right. field. Yeah, It's right. basically preparing them to be a better player. And I think Zion Johnson fits the fits the ticket for that. And I think, to be honest, a lot of these guys really seem very, very like intelligent, well-spoken dudes. Like, yep. Yep. and and I really like seeing that. So I'm excited about the pick. You know, once again, not a sexy pick. Hey, but last year Rashawn Slater wasn't a sexy pick. Not he at all. Worked out pretty no. well for us, right? Oh, amazing. Right. And so, again, keep in mind he's keeping Justin Herbert upright, right? Yep. Yeah. Not only is he keeping him upright. But he's helping in the run defense, obviously keeping him upright in his past offense. He's just going to make Mike Williams have a better year. He's going to make Austin Eckler have a better year. He's going to make the rest of our team better, right? You yeah. know, Everett, everybody. So, look, again, one last thought. We should move on to uh, JT Woods. But um, it, Brandon Staley consistently said we are going to win at the line. Like we, are a, we are a line team, right? Yeah. And I, I watched this last um, – a little recap when he talks specifically about Zion Johnson. He's like, look, it's really hard as a play caller, offensive or defense, if you're not winning at the line. If you're yep. losing at the line, you have to give up things, right? Okay, well, then let's go one high safety. Well, that means that we're susceptible to the deep pass. Yeah. So if we're not winning at the line, you're just, you can't do a lot more. And I just keep going back to certain games. Like I keep going back to the Rams and the Cardinals game during the playoffs last year. Mm. They were so one dimensional because yeah. they just crushed the rush and they stopped the run and they could not throw on that defense. And so again, if you make that team one dimensional and you win the line of scrimmage, you're done. You're yeah. just yep. done. Yep. And that's it. So, and it's clear that's, that's what he, that's what we're trying to do on the offensive side of the ball. So well, that's Bobby Ross mentality, you know, very true. Yep. Win and lose the game Bobby on Ross. the lines. And yep. I think they're just building them both sides, making sure we have stout lines, both ends. Yep. And great. Yep. I think that we have a great thing building here and I'm excited to be able to see that happen. So, and how that, I always think of the mid two thousands of recent as more yeah. of our glory years. I mean, 
man, I watched a lot of replays of some of those mid 2000 games and it was just yeah. a swarming defense and good <laughs> yep. stout O-line. Exactly so, right. That's awesome. Really yeah. good stuff. Yep. So I like what we're doing here. Yeah. So let's, let's transition to, I'm going to throw a curveball on you guys. Round two pick, oh. you know, and you yeah, want to chat about right. the round right. two pick. Ooh. Wait, who, who's our round two pick? Who's our round two pick? Yeah. <laughs> our, our second round pick. Who is it? Who did we get? <laughs> Khalil Mack. Oh, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Right. The Mack attack. <laughs> the Big Mac. Mm. The Big Mac. Big Mac coming in here. Mack truck. Mack truck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we and all know what he can do, yeah. you know, I mean, right. what do you think on that one? I mean, that's, that's a pretty good pickup, right, Andy? Yeah. I mean, yeah, my big thing with him is, is, is he going to be durable next year? Right. I think that's my only concern. I mean, look, we all know what he can do. If he can stay healthy on the field, we will be unstoppable next year. Right. Our defense yeah. will just be amazing. And there were some, there were some concerns. We should have got an edge rusher. A lot of people brought it up in some of the press conferences, but you know, uh, to be fair, I, you know, I think uh, Rumpf could step in. He could do fairly well as well too. I think that there's, there's some options we have, but I, look, I just hope Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are healthy the whole season. If they are, we're going to be unstoppable. That defense is ridiculous. Because, again, you have to remember, too, and the one thing that Brandon Silly said is he wants defensive back safeties that can catch the ball, right? Yeah. Because we are going to press the quarterback. He yeah. is going to have pressure in his face across yeah. the line. Oh, yeah. So we need guys that can catch the ball. Uh, because they're going to be, you know, hail marrying it or just trying to get the ball out of their hands and making bad throws because there's going to be pressure in their face. Right. So, yeah. you know, so again, that's what Khalil Mack is, by the way, giving up a second round pick for him. Absolutely. I think we do that yeah. any day of the week. And, 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 and the Chicago fans are probably like, man, that was a terrible choice, but yep. it is what it is. That, 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 that team needs a lot mm -hmm. of help across the board. So, so that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? Or well, James? Actually, funny thing, uh, one of my neighbors over here is actually a uh, big, you know, Chicago fan, and he was like, okay. "Hey, I got a bunch of uh, Khalil Mack jerseys you can have. They're all, they're all Chicago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're they're all Chicago though. So I'm <laughs> otherwise yeah. I'm gonna burn them. So <laughs> oh, hey, grab them, grab them, take them. Uh, I was like, well, hey, maybe I will. Maybe I mean he's a big bigger though too. <laughs> I'd be swimming in it. You know? So you'd be swimming in it. Yeah, you'd be swimming." <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's wait, funny. You can tie wait. it off to the side. Yep. There you tie it knot on the side. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a girl, dude. Don't do that. Tie knot. Do what's idea. going on here? I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'll just, no, I'll just cut it off. I'll cut it off on the bottom so that way it's like. Oh, you don't know. do that either. Don't uh, do yeah, that either. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, crop top? Yeah, yeah. I'm making a crop top. Crop you know. top going on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But you know, but the thing is, though, too, is like uh, I talked to him, and actually, one of the guys that I work with is actually a Chicago. Uh, well, um, and he, they were both saying that, you know, like he, he got injured a lot for them. Um, yeah. he only played like half a year last year for him. Um, yep. I mean, maybe that was just mental fatigue too, where he was just like, made some mistakes. So that's what caused his, um, injuries or whatever. So that way, like, I mean, obviously it's, it's hard to play for a team that's losing constantly Yeah. and yep. you know, they haven't been very, very good for a long time. Um, so I, I mean, I can understand that frustration for sure. But, I mean, like you guys said, I mean, dude, our front line is nasty. Like, yeah, uh, it'll like, be stout. It's going to be awesome. Like, you know, to see, like, you know, they're, they're going to be so much pressure on all these quarterbacks, like, all year round. And I can't wait to see it because, like you said, I mean, like, the more pressure that we put on these quarterbacks, the more mistakes they're going to make. And 
I'm almost thinking too. It's like honestly, but the weird thing is though too is a lot of times that Patrick Mahomes kind of shines when he uh, is like scrambling. He's like just like running yep. like way out of the pocket, and he's like you know out there like you know on the freaking uh, that on the left or the right third, and he just tucks it across the field or whatever like that, and just finds his man. Yeah. It's like how how do you do this, man? Like so, but that but that's also kind of why our our. Uh, Third pick is going to be a, a stud in that, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, and the thing is, though, too, about the Khalil Mack, though, too, is that we also uh, got back our sixth round pick that we traded to the Bears oh, true. Yeah. by giving up two of our seventh round picks this year. Right. So we only right. had eight picks overall. Yep. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny. Tom Telesco chatted about that. And he's like, yeah, I didn't realize it was the pick that we traded them. So I wanted right. my pick back. So, yeah. Yep. And, so that's kind of cool to see. Like, you know, we really only gave up a second for a dude that literally could be an absolute beast on this team. And this is a stacked, stacked team. The yep. front end of this, back end, offensively stacked. So, I mean, he's going to flourish and he's not going to have as much pressure as he had with the Bears. So I think there's going to be a lot more, like, easier play with him. Injuries are going to happen. That's a 100% chance you're going to get injured. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think that, if we learned anything from Brandon Staley last year, he tries his best to make sure his players are in the best positions for their health. Correct. Yeah. And so I think that once again, when we go into the preseason, you're going to see a laundry list of players and probably Khalil Mack will be on that list of not playing in the preseason. So yeah, yeah. I think that'll Absolutely. be, yeah, I think we'll be fine. I mean, obviously if you blow out a knee, that's a little tough to be able to kind of recoup on in the middle of the season, but yep. those are things that I think that, we're going to go into this off season um, and, and to this new season that we'll be fine. So I think we'll do well there. So correct. Yeah, well, but on to the third round, Kyle, what number, do you got? Number three, uh, JT three. woods. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, he's, he was um, honestly like when I watched, watched him get picked, uh, I was really kind of flabbergasted by it. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like what initially like yeah like you know he's a hundred and he was ranked like 154th on the boards for pff and that pit put him down easily in the fourth round um <laughs> draft boards yeah. and i'm like damn we got him at third like literally we, we yeah we really reached for i mean we didn't reach i get no but we dug we dug deep for that guy <laughs> yeah and so i'm like oh geez but then yeah okay so i was like after that initial shock um, and kind of uh, uh, feelings. So I was like, I'm really okay with this pick, uh, 100%. Because, um, you know, you look at his career stats, you know, like, I mean, I, he had like five interceptions over his career or whatever. And like, really, the last uh, two games of his career, he got three of those picks. Like, he, or actually, a lot of them, actually. Like, you know, he brushed. He had old... six picks last year. Yeah. So, six picks, six last... picks last year. Okay. Yeah. Like, yep. half of those were in the last two games. Um, and he, yep. he got like a whole bunch from Ole Miss. Um, and uh, the, the thing that I like him about him too, is kind of like what I just said earlier too, is that like, we want really a kind of a safety uh, or a linebacker that can do both those types of jobs. And I think this guy can, he can do that yep. because um, when you look at what he's positionally, what he's done, he's all over the map. He's like, yep. you know, like 200, like in 17 times in 2021, 200 times in 2020 and 100 times in 2019, he lines up in the box, you know, 
like so against or like where the linebackers are at. So he he gets in that spot and he can go to go in there for some run run coverage and he goes in for pass drop back for pass coverage. Um, so he's he's got all that sta- uh, uh, our coach needs for this yeah. whole thing. And uh, I just think though, like, but that kind of troubles me a little bit though about putting him in the box because he's kind of light. He's like 195 pounds. Yeah. So if I feel like if he gains maybe about I don't know, maybe 20 pounds or something like that, you know, of muscle sure. or whatever, dude, he would be a beast in that yeah. that position, and he will be absolutely everything we need. And I think he can do it, you know. So he because he's young, he's 21 years old. So let's let's beef this baby up <laughs> for sure. Give some high sure. protein drinks over there. Beef guy, that's right. Beef guy, beef him up. Yeah, you know, and and it's interesting thing about him. I mean, he's a very fast receiver. Um, yep. Four three six speed, or excuse me, I said a receiver safety. <laughs> um, you know, it'd be nice if he was a receiver too with that kind of speed. That'd be great. Um, but the thing is, though, he he could stick on the fast receivers, which we know in our division we got some fast receivers we're going to be going against. He yep. could play deep. Yep. That's one thing I think that if we're going to play a lot of man, which it seems like that's kind of where we're going. That's with. where we're going. Yep. hundred percent. Single high safety, throw him way deep. He could right. just be that guy just kind of hovering around all the players. Maybe there's going to be a pass over the, over the receiver that he could, uh, you know, take, get an interception based sure. upon a lot of the highlights. I saw, it seems like he was kind of in just the right position behind or in, ahead of the receiver to get those passes yeah. that are tipped over, or maybe it's a little bit high for the receiver and it just lands right in his hands. Sure. And a four, three, six guy with a ball in his hands is a dangerous weapon. Oh yeah. And yep. so, you know, that's one thing that I definitely see in him that he could be that big player guy to be able to get the ball and run and, and make things happen. I do feel like that. It's kind of, I get a little kind of scared about, he might be kind of more of an arm tackler versus a body mm. tackler kind of uh, guy. Yeah. And so I get a little worried about that side yeah. of things. And I don't know why I kind of get this weird, like, like memory and, and thoughts that he might be kind of that Ray Sean Jenkins kind of player that we had back in the days. Oh yep. yeah. You know, I kind of feel that way sometimes. I mean, my hopes is it's not different system. Now we're not in a Gus Bradley system. We're in a Brandon Staley system. Sure. We're a little different on, on how our defense operates, but I think he could be that kind of that lurker in the backfield, deep backfield for us. And um, he could be that single high safety for us. So Absolutely. I don't know. We'll, we'll see yeah. how it pans out. And once again, this is a complete crapshoot. You know, <laughs> this guy could be a hall of famer for all we know. Yeah. And that would be incredible if that does happen. So, right. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a couple of thoughts on this too. So look, I think they're, they're probably going to be running nickel and dime quite a bit um, yep. this next season. It's also remember Nasir Adderley, his he's a free agent after 2022 season. Uh, so true. who knows how much money he's going to want. Right. And at the end of the day, JT Woods could could step in for Nas plus Derwin James, right? We we need we need to look at his contract as well too. Right. And um, you know, the the I I think partially what's probably going to happen with so many D backs taken in this in this draft. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves on this conversation, but I do think that what's probably going to happen we're going to see a lot more defensive backs on the field, right? Fat big guys on the line pressing the quarterbacks and just a ton of fast and speed on the back end. Yeah. Derwin James will probably play in the box a little more. He'll probably play man to man against the tight ends like he did against the Raiders um, in our final game of the season. Um, so I think it it opens up a little more about what Brandon Staley can do because it's very clear if we're not winning at the line, which we did not last year at all. Okay, yeah. it limits what he can call for plays because we're not 
able to, to stop anybody or anything, right? If you can have four or five guys on the line putting enough pressure, you got ball hawks like JT Woods in the back rushing Derwin James, which is an amazing corner blitzer, by the way, just so you know, yeah. when he blitzes, he always gets to the quarterback. He's that fast and that good. So imagine blitzing him down, having Nas Adderley and Woods in the back for too high safety. And Hey, he just chucks the ball up. I mean, like, like Derek Carr always does, um, you know, yeah. could be a pick easy. Yep. Right. So yep. I think there's a lot more with what he's doing. Again, they're building a very different type of defense that we had last year. So I'm excited with this pick. And again, he was a hurdler at, at Baylor. So that's pretty crazy to me that he was a hurdler and he just has that ability to move and just move his body the way it is. So he's a freak of nature. Yeah, again, yeah. he's not, he's not a finished product. We know that, but sure. he definitely has all the tangibles that we'd like to see. So yeah. I like it. I, I mean, I'm a, I mean, a lot of people give it like a B grade or a B minus grade. I personally think he's a, a really good choice, but again, a depth pick, definitely could come in and play slot and play some additional uh, positions with on the field. So that's right. my thoughts. Yeah. You know, and just to say final thoughts on that too, um, you know, Andy, you were bringing up that uh, Ravens game and I want to say yeah. it was the 2018 Ravens game. I think it was a 2018. Uh, it was something like that. Yeah. Yep. That was the yep. playoffs game where it was just a ton of fast safety cornerbacks kind of playing the box. Cause I think we're yep. really down like, linebackers or something. And for some yep. reason we ended up playing that it was really a confusing situation, but it added a ton of speed yep. on the field. Yep. And what's not to say we kind of do that. Cause I mean, we're really not I, I, paying I, attention to the linebackers here, right? Like, Nope. I, I don't think we're going to have a lot of linebackers. I think, I think they're right. fine with our linebacking core right now. hundred percent. I think they're fine with right. it. Yeah. You know, but so, again, you can make Derwin James move down in the box. He could be a little more of a ball Hawk yep. have one, maybe two linebackers and that's it. And then yep. you rush five, you know, just get in their face mm -hmm. and then they're, they're going to make crappy throws. It's going to happen. So I, I yeah. like it. I like what he's doing, you know, but again, this is all stuff that's going to be worked out in, you know, camp uh, preseason. Sure. Okay. What does our personnel really look like? What are we good at? What are we not good at? Right. Okay. Yep. Let's go with this. Right. And that's, yeah. that's what they got to figure out. It yeah. all looks good on paper until you actually start hitting people with pads. That's a completely <laughs> different conversation, right? Uh, exactly. we, we know, yeah, we know that. Yeah. Well, so anyway. it's just it's kind of like what Mike Tyson said. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Exactly. <laughs> correct. No, it's exactly uh, right. right. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Just like that dude, like just like that dude on the plane that he just sucked. <laughs> Did you see that video? Uh, he was rocking that, was that dude. Oh, uh, no, I never saw it, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you need to see that video. So like that. Put a little clip of it in, in this video right here, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was going to town. Da, da, da. Oh, then he looked at the camera and he was all, oh, man, I got socked by Tyson. <laughs> That was yeah. great. I think I saw like the initial part where like the guy was like kind of talking John off oh, on yeah. him and stuff, and oh. the dude just said, yeah, "All right, all right, fine, I'll knock this guy out." <laughs> yeah, I'm done with you. Yo, that's yeah. intimidating to see Mike Tyson coming at you, dude. Come on, he yeah. better he better have had some drinks in him because he at least had to be a little numb getting socked in the face uh, a couple times. Well, he was He's numb. He was numb afterwards, Knuckle that's for head. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say one, a couple of uh, fun little facts about JT Woods, though, too, just before we move yeah. on. Um, that uh, the, the cool thing about him, for sure, is that he's allowed one touchdown in 22 games. Yeah. Off, off of him. So, like, when, like, you know, the, good. the receptions come to his way, whatever, he is not allowed. He's only allowed one, touchdown. allowed one touchdown. But then also, the cool thing is, too, is that he... Every interception that he got, like he at least says nine, he has nine career picks. None of them were dropped. 
Like you know, yep. like, so opportunity came for the the interception. He got the interception. Advantage. So, yep. So he, this dude's got some hands as well. So that's pretty dang awesome. Yeah. So very true. Right? Yeah. Yep. We need those kind of players to make those plays. And I think the thing is, our defense is very stacked all around. So adding somebody like that to the defense is always going to help everybody else out. So yeah. correct. That's like yep, that's great. That's like I said, like uh, about what we needed, we lacked last year, you know, before, and that's why we wanted J.C. Jackson is because we wanted someone to give us those opportunities to have these turnovers happen, you know. Yep. And that's how you, you know, win games in the NFL for it sure. It really is, you know. Like I mean, yeah, like you, you, you get turnovers, you get, you know, you, you missed opportunities, strip sacks, yep. you, know, you know, all these different things have to happen. I mean, if you can get one or two of those in a game, you're set. You know? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Let's move on to round four. Round you know? four. Round four fight. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I should know, that's that's sudden death in, in a lot of games, right? I guess yeah. so. I yeah. guess so. Well, no, I think well, it depends five. if you're going to best of five, I guess, you know. No, if it's if it's best of two it doesn't matter where we go. All right, whatever. Move on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so round four, we went with uh, Isaiah Spiller, right? Yep. Uh, running back from Texas A&M. Um, I, I always keep saying his name, CJ Spiller. You know, if you remember yep. the oh, running yeah. back. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. Days. Yep. Is, That's they, in my uh, mind. It, like, throws me off sometimes. Are they related? Um, no, they're not. I searched uh, on okay. that. I was okay. like, are they related? Mm-hmm. And they're not. Um, but uh, Isaiah Spiller's dad did play tight end at Texas A&M, too. Oh, he did. Yep. So there is a bit of a football family kind of a tradition there. So um, the first thing that I searched on him above all his stats, everything like that is how many fumbles has he had in his college career? Cause mm. when I think of RB two, I think of all these fumbles that we've had at the goal line and all these issues of fumbling at the goal line. And it frustrates me every time that we get some guy like Kelly or Roundtree or yeah, even actually, yep. Yep. They try to get it in and what do they do? Fumble the ball at the wrong time. And and yep. that's a frustrating situation. So with him in 2021, he had no fumbles, um, which is good. That's awesome. 2020, he did have a couple fumbles. I think it was like three fumbles or whatever. I just hope that he could really make sure he has those fumble or that fumble situation out of his system. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not going to not, I mean, it's impossible to not fumble, but at the same side, I just want him to be able to be very sound with the ball. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I think that I'm hoping he's going to do. I mean, he's had back to back one K rush uh, or a thousand yard seasons for rush. Yeah. He's got a lot of catches too. He's a complete back as a, as a player. Cool fact too, is his dad taught him how to catch first, not to be as a running back yep. first. So ah, okay. he yep. made sure he was working with his hands, catching the ball more than anything. So yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's yeah, yeah. really huge for him. So yeah. um, one of the other cool stats that I saw too, is that he had a hundred force missed tackle since 2020. So that's wow. a lot of people that can't that's tackle huge. him. Yeah. And so he forced them to miss the tackle. So meaning somebody was on him, he got him off of him, ran. Exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Love seeing that. Love seeing that stat. So uh, I don't know what, what are the things that you kind of see about him, Andy? Yeah, so I think he's our one sexy pick we got out of this draft, personally, right? Um, and again, my sexy meaning that he's he's going to be he's going to be a starter day one, right? He he, I mean, 
I guess I don't want to predict it 100%, but I am kind of <laughs> yeah. predicting it right now. I do not think we're happy with our existing running back two players, right? Roundtree, these other guys, they're right. they're going to fall down the list. I think Isaiah Spiller will definitely get a shot. I think he probably will play in preseason. A um, couple of things that I thought that were really cool about him too, specifically, is that, uh, first of all, LT ranked him the third-ranked running back um, in the draft. Oh, interesting. A lot of people did not like him though. It for just really odd reasons, which I was kind of surprised about, you know, but again, I mean, some, some of the boards gave him like a D plus for this, this pick, like they thought he could go further down the, 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 the road, but you watch his, his body of work. He is fantastic. And again, he had to play against very good teams, right? Again, going back to not going to you and I, or, or, you know, Chattanooga state or whatever, you know, he's playing in tough divisions, NFL pro ready. Um, and he has all the tangibles, good hands, quick feet. He's a great running back too. He's bigger than Eckler. And I think he gives us everything we want. Remember I talked about Tyler Algier, right? Okay. Tyler yeah. Algier went to the, I believe the, the Falcons and the interesting thing about that is when I look more at Isaiah Spiller, I'm like, yeah, he's probably better than Tyler Algier overall. Right. So I'm excited about this pick. I actually do think he will be a very, very nice addition for us. And again, I still think um, Eckler is probably going to get 15 touches a game. Spiller will probably get 10 on average, maybe more depending on how the game is going and how the game is, you know, progressing. Are we trying to run out the clock? Yada, yada, right? How many explosive plays do we need? But man, he's a good guy. He's a great switch up for Austin Eckler. So I'm excited about this back. I, I love this pick. I think it's great. Now, one last thought, and then I'll pass to you, Kyle. The funny thing I thought about this, I remember specifically watching this in the draft because I remember watching the draft live. Guess who traded right in front of us to get Zamir White from Georgia? The Raiders. Ah. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, wow, Zamir, because I remember Zamir White is is really good, but yeah. he's right behind Cook on the depth yep. chart for Georgia. But he was the starter before Cook. So it's really interesting that the Raiders – literally traded up to get Samir white right before us. And then we ended up getting Isaiah Spiro. So my only thought would be, okay. And, and I, I want to see people's comments down below on this specifically. Do you think we would have picked Zamir white? Or do you think we would have picked Isaiah Spiller? I don't yeah. know the answer to that question because yeah. it's yeah. really interesting to see that the Raiders specifically said we want Zamir white over Isaiah Spiller. So anyways, sure. I thought that was an interesting fact. So pass to yeah. you, Kyle. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like he's, uh, you know, when I looked into him, um, I kind of felt like he's actually perfect for our scheme because, yeah, for sure. uh, you yeah. know, like like you said, like, I mean, he's he's got hands. Um, and that was a big thing for it. So he's a good pass target as well as a running back. And so he can easily be that um, shoot. What was the, the guy for the Patriots for the longest time that he would just always that Brady would always just dump it off to him. Like, you know, he was like, he was this X factor guy, you know, um, it was, it was the oh, one man. There was uh, white James white, James white. Ah, I don't know. It was a white guy, but I don't know if it oh. was, <laughs> Rex yeah, Burkhead was another no, no, guy. No. Then also, uh, is it Burkhead? I don't know. Burkhead. Whatever, whatever X, Y, Z guy that was for Tom Brady. So he easily could be that kind of person, especially if we have a two running back setup, you know, for, uh, you know, any of our plays. We have like both of them in the backfield and like they can just kind of like this guy, he's big enough that he can do little blocks and stuff like that, too, on the edge rushers. And then just kind of bounce out and just kind of give Herbert like a a man 
to throw to real quick, you know, on that on the sure. flat. So, um, yeah, I really like it. Um, so I think he's pretty good. Obviously, like I was biased and I wanted um, Algiers or whatever like that. But yeah. but then after looking at a lot of the stuff too, he or his stats in his career, yeah, he gets you know plenty of yards after hits and stuff too. He breaks tackles yep. and he keeps on going. So, um, I'm I'm pretty excited. Like I mean, yeah, like. He's got 3,000 yards through his whole college career, which is pretty dang epic, you know? Um, And, you know, while he was doing that, he was getting about the 30 carries a game each time. uh, So he can very easily handle a workload if Eckler goes down. So, yeah, 100%. I think he's a perfect RB2 for us, and um, I'm excited to see what happens with him and uh, moving forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think he's going to be a good addition. I, one stat too that I saw that he averages cl- close to about eight yards a catch too out of the backfield oh, too. Nice. So okay, good. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good that's good stat to look at too. Yeah, that's really one good. thing I really watched on his stats and hence why did he have a hundred forced missed tackle since twenty twenty okay. is he keeps his legs moving and yep. on uh, on top of that he's a very like big dude too like. So whatever he does, he does a very good job of keeping the ball going and keeping his legs moving. Some things that I've noticed about some of our guys is that they kind of like end up stopping after first contact and they don't keep the legs moving. You got to keep those legs churning to, to see what happens. It might, the dude might fall off you or slide off you or whatever. Yeah. And it'll give you more yards. And the guy wants to go to those extra effort based yards. And I think he's, he's going to be a very tough guy to be able to work with uh, against uh, defenses. I mean, they're going to have to know, Hey, he's going to, he likes contact and he's going to keep going. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think it'll be a solid, solid addition to this team. And and hopefully, hopefully he's going to be our RB two. Finally, yep. you know, that's my yeah, hope. It, so. And my concern is right. Like how, how much gas does Eckler have? Right. I mean, I mean, he's yep. a smaller guy. Yes. He's very strong. But look, he could get hurt, right? And we need yep. a second choice and then maybe a third choice if we have other injuries, right? So, yep. you know, again, you have to have depth in that position. It's such a critical role. And again, people get hurt in that position because they're taking yep. a lot of major hits. Yep. They got to block some of the best edge rushers in the game. Yeah. So yep. your, your quarterback doesn't get crunched, yep. right? And you're taking the hit over Herbert. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot that that person has to do. And that's one thing that he did say in his interview that he needs to work on is actually protecting the quarterback. So from the rush. So I think that's something they're going to focus on him when he gets into camp for sure. Yep. I'm looking forward to have him on the team. I think he will be great. And and once again, a very, very good sound kind of intelligent dude too. Um, So I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Yep. So round five, Andy, who do we get? Yeah, um, that's a Tito Obanyaga. Did I say that Oben Obanyanya? I think it's I think Obonya. Obonya, Obonya, Obonya. Correct. Yes. Oh, that was you know what? Um, okay. Yeah. I remember, but everyone calls him Tito's. So the one thing yeah. that I I like Tito's about him, Tito. Yeah. He needs to go Tito. to Tito's Tacos. He needs to go to Tito's, uh, Tito's Tacos. Tacos. Well, actually, he, he's <laughs> at UCLA, so he already probably knows about that. Oh, yeah, it's just right definitely. close to UCLA anyways. But yeah, exactly. maybe he has own special there. I don't know. And Diddy, Diddy Reese. Little Diddy Reese right there, too. That's Diddy UCLA. We, we, we've been to Diddy Reese many times. <laughs> absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll do hey. some searching. I'll find out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, um, you know, so I think Tito is a great guy, right? I think, um, you know, he's a shot putter. He played some track, you know, he was a big, you know, he, he's a, a multi sport guy. Again, we keep talking about this, 
But here's the thing that's cool about him, right? He adds depth to the line again. We have him listed as a nose tackle, which I think he's probably a very good nose tackle, but he's also very young in this role. I mean, he is a big body, but you put him in the front. I think he's a good guy that can, again, in Brandon Staley's defense, the, the, the three interior linemen, defensive linemen have to cover a gap and a half, right? So they have to cover a lot. They need to be disrupted, but they have to make sure that, that gap is blocked. And so he's such a big body. What is he? What is he? Six foot, six foot four, 324 pounds. Yeah, dude, dude big, big dude. But, but you got, got him baby. next to Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah, butt and yeah. gut. Uh, you got him right next to Sebastian <laughs> Joseph Day and Austin Johnson. I actually pr can predict. I would predict. I do think he, there is a chance that he could start day one. I think he's got to prove himself because Jerry Tillery, I don't think, is the guy. I don't think he's the guy there, right? Fajoko, maybe. Fajoko could be the guy. He played well in the past as well, too. But I think Tito could be one of the guys. So I like this pick. I think he's good depth either way. Um, and it really will boil down to how he does in camp to see where he really ends up and if he's a day one starter or he's going to be a depth guy. So, but I, I know they'll definitely bring him in for jumbo packages and some of these other, you know, larger type of, you know, big man fronts. Um, but, you know, again, uh, again, depth pick, but definitely could be a starter in my opinion. So, yep, I agree. Uh, yep. Kyle, what do you think of this guy from UCLA? Uh, yeah. Tito. Tito. All right, man. <laughs> Tito. I, you know, I, I think it's a pretty decent pick, but 100%, I agree with Andy. I think it's a depth pick. Um, like a lot of, like the, a lot of the pos positives that people are saying on him uh, are that he, um, he hasn't really actually been injured all yep. his career. Never. Which is, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. You know? Like, and so he's mm -hmm. definitely a, a, a healthy monster at the line. Um, and I really like to see that, of course, uh, because we might need that at some point. Hey, man, like, you know, there's always going to be injuries every year. It doesn't matter. Uh, yep. That's it's going to happen. So we got to have some somebody good and reliable to back them up. And this guy can definitely do it. Um, you know, the one thing that, that I will say, though, that I'm a little concerned about is that it seems like from some of the tapes uh, that he's he's a fairly movable uh, nose tackle. Um, so he he's he has a harder time pushing against you know the center or those guards and stuff. Uh, um, and so that could be uh, you know kind of a problem uh, for him at some point. However, I will say um, at the Senior Bowl, um, he battled against Zion Johnson. Constantly. Yes, he did. Yep. Uh, yep. And and he actually got the advantage of Zion Johnson each time. It seemed like. Uh, so he actually pushed him around, which is really, uh, you know, hopeful. I'm hopeful for because I want to see that, you know, if if he can push Zion Johnson around, uh, then he's going to be able to make Zion Johnson even that much better. And so, sure. Um, and 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 like so, you know, and likewise, you know, Zion will will make him better. And and then we'll both have two mountains over there. Mount Tito, right. Mount Zion. There you go. Whoa. There you go. There it I is. like that. I there like that. <laughs> I like that. Well, it's it's that idea of iron sharpens iron, you yeah, know, and exactly. uh, that's that's the idea of this whole thing. You get a better talent in front of somebody, you're going to probably get them to become a better player because they got to work harder. Right. And and you know they've gone up against each other, and honestly, Zion had some battles that he won, and then some battles Tito really made him look bad too. And so, you know, the thing is though. Just like what you said, Kyle, he's a big, dense guy, mm -hmm. and yep. he's he's a stout dude. And 
his strength, in my opinion, when I'm watching him is bull rush. Like he's yep. a very bull rushy kind of guy. He yep. seems like he could kind of swim down the line a little bit too, if necessary. Um, but it's really about just that bull rush mentality for him. He's not really like a pass rusher kind of guy. He's just a guy that could just move the line. And, and I'm fine with that. I feel like Jamal Williams is one of our better nose tackles that we've had. Yeah. He's amazing. Years. And he was yep. just kind of a guy that just moves the line to open up for everybody else. Just disrupt the line as much as you can. And I think that's what he could do. So I'm hoping Tito could come in there and be that guy for us, that yeah. extra added guy Yeah, uh, yep. on top of all the other talent we have already now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Thousand percent. So, yeah. Um, so, so should we, should we go to uh round six? six? Yeah. Yeah. So all we got right. Jamari Slayer offensive guard from Georgia. The thing that's interesting about him I think there'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him in, in um, uh, preseason camp, all the above. He's played all up and down the line. He was primarily a left tackle yeah. for most, most of the seasons. Right. Yep. He, so he's played against, he's been all over the line, which I think is really cool. Plus, you know, we all know Georgia. We like the Georgia boys. Yeah. They won a national championship. There's a lot about him that is, is great. It's so funny because people consistently kept asking Staley and Telesco, is he going to be our right tackle? Is he going to be our right tackle? Yeah. Is he going to be our right tackle? And I, I think the, the, the answer was basically no, not out of the gate, right? I mean, he's got to prove himself. I do think they probably will put him at right tackle occasionally. And that's yeah. going to be the – okay, I'm already predicting this. That is going to be the conversation through the entire – 100%. percent Preseason, uh, every workout up until yeah. game one is going to be who's our right tackle. Yeah. And I just, I, I think it's interesting because I feel like that's probably the only position that we really have to kind of argue about moving forward yep. now. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, I think he's extremely versatile. And again, we've talked about this at nauseum. I don't, I don't need to repeat myself. He has a lot of different traits. He's not a one trick pony, yep. big body. And look, that's that guy's a big dude. And mm-hmm. I, you know, so he's done it all. Got a national championship. It's very clear. Telesco and Brandon Staley want championship players, winners. People have won it at the crucial moments. Right. So yep. that's what they like. So anyways, that's my, that's my thoughts about Jamari Slayer. Yeah. James, what's your thoughts there? Yeah. You know, so even to go back to the last pick, uh, Tito was one of the guys that we met with uh, before yep. mm-hmm. or after the combine too. So it's just yeah, interesting yep. how that kind of came around with Jamari. I guess they didn't really have too much conversations with him at all. And it seems like sometimes those meetings don't mean anything at all uh, yep. or they won't get a chance to actually even, you know, talk to the guy or meet the guy or draft the guy by the time that they want to draft the guy. But this guy was slated and I had him in my mock draft for the fourth round. And we get him in the sixth round. Yeah. Yeah. And I was pretty excited about that. I was thinking, why is nobody going after this guy? Like, because if you watch the tape, he buried Aiden Hutchinson in the Michigan game. He did. He did great. Mm -hmm. And he was playing left tackle, just buried him. Yeah. Um, He's only given up one sack and 800 pass attempts. I'm good with that. Yeah. Like, he's got great pop in the rush game. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. seems like he's got good footwork, good length. Um, I mean, he can play up and down the line. One thing I really appreciated after he he got drafted by us, he said, you know, I, I really got a bigger chip on my shoulder now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I like those kind of guys that come yes. in there and say, I got an extra fire added to this. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure I'm going to to make my I'm going to put my best on the field now. And so he could be this guy that and I was very high on him. I think he's going to be a great player. I love getting players that are from 
you know, just won a national championship. Come with that championship mentality. J.C. Jackson yep. won a Super Bowl. Yep. Championship mentality. Jamari, uh, Jamari Slayer. Sawyer. I, I want to say Slayer every time because if you look at his Sawyer, <laughs> yeah, name, just like last our last name, name huh? yeah, 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 Sawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just won a national championship. Yeah, you know? I think I think we should actually get him a, a a good uh, jersey for him. You know, just because you know it's yeah. it's close yeah. enough. You know, <laughs> close enough. It's yeah. close enough. <laughs> right. So yeah. and, and his number sixty nine too, which oh, is which even, is fun. It's even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Good show. Kid show. You know, I'm an interesting a, a thing too, right? Um, as well, while, while I'm at it. <laughs> yeah. So, in, in, in at the combine, uh, Slayer uh, produced 31 reps, and guess who did more? Zion Johnson. Yeah. He yeah. had 32 hmm. reps. So right. it's really interesting. So they're very strong guys. Um, there are some people that are saying that you know what they could do? They could move Matt Filer to right tackle and put yeah. Jamari on the left side as well too, which yeah. might not be a bad option. Sure. So again. I think I think there's a lot of ways they could cook this, but again, it's going to boil down to preseason. It's going to boil down to training yep. camp. It's going to boil down to how they produce, how they pick up the offense, you know, yep. and, and go from there, right? So it's 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 production based at this point. So right. yeah, very interesting. Yeah, and it seems kind of like even they chatted a little bit about that, and they were kind of thinking like, man, we're going to keep Filer where they're at because I think they don't yep. want to like make so much instability of like, okay, we're yeah. just going to shift all these people around. Yeah, like. Yep. I think Filer is a good mentor mentor for uh, with Slater, though, and having him on the left side and having that veteran presence next to him, I think, helps him a little bit. Now, Slater sure. says a lot of times, I don't need help. Let me go yep. man-to-man with this guy. Yeah. And that's great. But sometimes things can get a little bit confusing for somebody who hasn't been in the league that long. Very so true. I think they kind of want to keep that stability. Now, once again, that puts it the right side, not much veteran side if we put in Zion Johnson, too. So it's kind of going to be a camp situation. I'm sure they're going to kind of flex people in and out of, um, but I think he would be fantastic as a right tackle. Um, and yeah. I don't want to go on with storm Norton on, on the right side. I'm sorry, yeah. but yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't, but it's, it's very clear that our, our coaching staff is fine with them. You know, they, they, they seem very okay with, with those guys. So it will be interesting to see. And again, they're saying that now, but who knows how they're going to look in camp yep. and, and that's going to be the conversations we're going to have. And I promise you, we're going to do plenty of videos on it moving forward. Oh, and that yeah. is what we're going to be oh, discussing. Yeah. So, so Kyle, what, what's your, what's your last thoughts? Let's, uh, you know, kind of wrap up on, on, uh, Jamari and then move on to, uh, the next, uh, six round pick. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys for sure. I feel like, I mean, I, I think it's better for him to move to the right side than it would be for Filer to move to the right side. Um, because Filer's yeah. been in the game for long enough, you know, and like you said, yeah. I, I think he's a good mentor for Slater, despite the fact that, you know, Slater's like, she's like, Oh, let, let me, let me handle it. You know, like, but he, he's also just young and hungry, you know, too. So yeah, very true. Yeah. Very um, true. yeah. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but trying I, to eat. Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to eat. Got that, got that need <laughs> to feed. <I'm> eat. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, um, Salier can actually go to that right side, and that would be good because he he would have that more. Okay, I, you know this is where where my going. Let me just handle. Um, but the like, there's a lot of good things about him, and the truth is, like he was ranked in EFF boards at 66. So yeah. yep. potentially a second round pick, likely a third, you know, top of the third round pick. You know. Yeah, the um, fact that he slipped that far is slipped, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm like, holy moly, you know, like, and yeah, and there's a lot of players that slipped um, in this draft. Yep. And I'm sure they're just, they're gonna have like a lot of fire on under them, but um, yep, 
you know, and then there's a lot of uh, different things about him that a lot of people are saying about like that might be a concern, a level of concern for him is that apparently Georgia's um, scheme actually like actually backed him up a lot. So some of his stats might not actually reflect his own abilities on, yeah. um, you know, actually pass protection, which I don't think is necessarily, you know, true. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I hate that when, analysts online are actually really negative about players and stuff like that you yeah, know sure um, because i they don't understand you know anything that that the players are actually <laughs> doing on that i mean we don't fully understand like how they're doing uh, stuff either but we like to talk about it and we love we love to actually uh, bring it up and um you know just I don't know analyze stuff because yeah that's what that's what we are we're, we're analyzing things right. you know so yep. but Regardless, though, I like this pick. I think he's an absolute steal for us. Um, you know, yep. at sixth round, I'm like 100% excited that he did say yeah. that, that he's got a uh, kind of a chip on his shoulder about all the drafting so low. So that man, I I want to see him. I want to see him eat. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I want to see him uh, dunk on Mac, Max Crosby or something like that. You know, that'd be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, though, no player is going to be 100% on him. They're always going to get some help at some point, too. And, yeah. and so, you know, say if it's a running back helping out and block or a tight end helping in a block for an offensive lineman, I mean, there's no player on any line or position that's not getting help somewhere or another. And so, those, and once again, I think everybody's just being nitpicky sometimes about yeah. trying to yeah. say, oh, well, it's not all on him. It's not his talent only. It's there's some yeah. other help that he had. Right. I don't know, but I think the thing is, though, our line's going to be pretty stout going into the season. That it's going to be very hard sure. to be able to choose who to really pick on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think that it's a great pickup, a great value pickup, um, just because he was ranked very high, and we got him very late. So, and I'm excited for him. So, yeah. Round yep. six. Let's talk about round six. We got this is our second six round pick, uh, pick two fourteen. We got Jasir Taylor. Defensive back from Baylor, you know, um, Baylor from Baylor. So, yeah, exactly. Baylor from Baylor. No, <laughs> and the one thing about this pick too, and it goes back to Brandon Staley before the draft is, Hey, we're always looking for defensive backs and yep. we, we want as many defensive backs as we possibly can. And it kind of goes back to what we chatted about earlier about that Ravens chargers playoff game, where we started putting a lot of like, you know, people that are like cornerback safeties in the box getting a lot of speed built up and it kind of confused the Ravens offense because it's like, wow, what, what is happening here? We're playing this small ball speed kind of base defense. And that was a Gus Bradley defense. Adding a guy like this, that's got four, three, nine speed, five, 11, almost about 200 pounds. Um, that's one of those guys that could throw in there too. Yep. And then he also, he actually does a pretty good job for run support also too. So I think that's kind of, once again, this is a depth pick. I mean, once again, we'd love to say this guy's going to be a Hall of Fame player, but it's an uphill battle to be able to really go out there and yeah. make it happen. But yeah. anything's possible with this guy. I mean, yep. he seems to track the ball well. He does. He's got good anticipation. He's got some special teams side of him too that he could yep. add to this team too. So, I don't know. I mean, what what did you find out a little bit about him, Andy? Yeah. So, so my thought was this, right? Like, he's a death pick for sure. Again. We're going and we're going to, I predict we're going to go diamond nickel quite a bit more next year for sure. Yeah. Um, 
because look, it, it makes perfect sense, right? We want ball hawks in the back, and we want people to to, to press the cornerback uh, yep. quarterback as hard as you possibly can. Get him on the ground, um, make him make mistakes. Uh, this guy's a special teamer, and he's a slot corner, right? So yeah, he's someone that can step in over maybe. Let's see, you know, we, we have some injuries in the cornerback position, right? So he's going to be playing special teams. He's definitely going to be involved in that. He's definitely going to be involved in coverage. Could be a gunner. Um, could yeah. be a lot of different things, right? He's going to be wearing a lot of hats. Now, I will say this. Um, it's kind of funny because a lot of people thought he was going to be an undrafted free agent. Like they did yeah. not think he would even get picked up. But I think there was a lot. So um, I think it was Ronaldo. It was Ronaldo Hill. One of our coaches played at Wake Forest. So oh. um, so he got a little bit of inside track on Jasir. So I think there was a bit of home cooking, a little bit of convincing yeah. that, hey, this guy's pretty good. Um, but again, look, again, he's fast. He can do a lot of different things for us, and that's really what the Chargers want. Again, he probably could have gone, you know, seventh round, probably maybe even undrafted, but I think they felt like there were some people that really liked him above, so they went for him. Um, you know, um, I think he ran one. Uh, I think against Old Dominion, he ran a touchdown back uh, from Old Dominion as well, too. So, so again. He's got speed. He's got all that stuff. He's got some of the intangibles. So I like to pick. I, again, he's depth. He's, but he can wear a lot of uh, different hats, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I did do some digging already. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I really do like him a lot. I mean, he's obviously a little bit smaller on the side of uh for cornerbacks and stuff, but he does seem like he has um a lot to offer for the Chargers as well, even as a depth pick. Um, you know. He kind of reminds me a lot of actually Asante Samuel uh, type yep. um, abilities and yep. stuff. So yep. uh, this could, it could be awesome. It's great. I mean, we have two of those. Uh, if we have two of those on the field, that's freaking fantastic. Um, and I actually kind of like to see the fact that he's actually a uh, a five year college player. So he he did the yep. uh, yeah. uh, two double senior years, and each of those years he got two interceptions. You know, so um, he did good. Um, he, he does a good job and like I said like you know depth depth is is everything right now you know like I mean we, that freaking Texans game man you know so like yeah um, it's huge yeah yep, it, it's yeah. huge um, and obviously like we had to pick him up because I, I'm pretty sure we dumped Campbell and good riddance so um, yeah he did have like one or two like flashy plays or whatever last year but um, he was just getting burnt all day long, you know, and so this left guy, and right, yeah, and yep. this guy's he's fast enough too that he can keep up with some of these like receivers that showed up uh, this year, because uh, he's yeah. his forty is a, a four three nine. That's great. You know, like that's yep. that's typically like the standard is if you can do a four four, you're pretty much good. You know? like yeah. you're, you're pretty much in there. So, I mean, I I really like it. You know, um, I don't think he can really be a starter right away for us. But no. uh, he definitely has potential to get uh, quite a few reps um, every game. Yep. Yeah. Especially if we run nickel and dime, right? Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a big issue, right? Again, a lot of slot guys. We're going to play a lot of man. Uh, and I think Trayvon Campbell is still with the Chargers. But again, that's one thing that I've seen people say, look, we don't want him on the field anymore, right? So, <laughs> yeah, please and, and that's the truth, right? I mean, I mean, say what yeah. you want to say about the guy, but he, he didn't produce. He didn't yeah, do what he no. needed to do. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, he missed tackles. He missed plays. He just, mm -hmm. the, he was getting burned left and right yeah. across the board. So, you know, having a guy like that is a good thing. So yep. again, these corners 
are going to be asked to do a lot. They got to hit running backs. You got to remember if they're running on the edge, they got to go out and hit them, you know, especially, um, you know, swing plays. Look, they're playing against big guys out there. Right. And so, you know, Asante Samuel jr. His two concussions came from hitting running backs. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's something to be concerned about. And, and Brandon said, they always says you can never have enough defensive backs in this, in this game, especially with as as heavy as we are now, you got to have ball Hawks. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a good pick. in, in my, my, my opinion for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the last little bit that about him too, I mean, you know, and, and, and I sound like a broken record saying this, but you're going to, there's a hundred percent chance there's going to be injuries on this team and yep. each player has a hundred percent chance to be injured. So, 100%. you know, you got to think of like Deandre Carter too, who is our punt returner, kick returner, you know, what's not to say he gets injured. You know, maybe he has yeah. to have, yep. you know, yeah. maybe he'll jump in to be able to do, you know, just her yep. Taylor 100%. might come in and be that guy for us. I mean, adding that experience and adding those depth pieces, just not for the cornerback position, but for all their special team based positions for us. So I think he could just be that good guy that can float around in multiple positions, which it seems to be a theme with most of our players, multiple position based players. Yeah. That's one thing that I saw a lot too. When they talked about it, they talked a lot about how they have to run a number of things. And again, remember our special teams was horrible last year and our defense was horrible last year. So adding more cornerbacks helps with special teams. And so uh, that's a big thing, right? So anyways, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that for sure. Yep. Yep. Well, let's move on to Brown seven pick two, three, six, Andy, what do you got on? Yeah. So let's see. So that's cornerback, another cornerback, another cornerback. Are you seeing seeing a theme here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, again, you know, um, he's six foot 195 pounds, you know, uh, he's deflected a bunch of passes. Uh, I think he played in Canada for a little while too. He's he's a Canadian native, which is kind of interesting. I do like maple syrup, you know, Justin Bieber, all the above, right? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pecan pie. Is it pecan pie? Is that what they have out there? Yeah. Yeah. Pecan pie. Yeah. But, but again, he was, he was, it was interesting. He was drafted 18th overall in the 20, uh, 21 Canadian football league draft. Um, and, but then went to old miss for a, his final season. So it was really interesting that he was already drafted to play in the Canadian football league, huh. came back for one more year. Um, and he did well, right. Again, probably a guy we could have picked up in the undrafted free agent area. But one thing that I I will say again, we won't spend too much time on these guys, but uh, our next two picks, but it's interesting. The Chargers did a lot of work on our last two picks. If you recall, we actually traded down our, what was it? Two of our seventh picks got a sixth round pick. So Jasir Taylor was the guy that we grabbed off of that trade. I think it was to the bears. So, um, so anyways, it's really interesting or maybe, no, was it the bears? Yeah, it was the bears. Yeah. So that was the trick, the, the trade that we got back, uh, the pick we got back. So it's really yeah. interesting. I, I think again, more depth, six foot, decent sized body, a uh, lot of speed. Um, and he's proven it right. I mean, it's, it was a sub four forty forty yard dash. That's pretty yep. dang fast. I mean, it's way faster than me. That's for yep. damn sure. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, it's hey, interesting. Don't be you know, to a lot pull, of people say, Hey, we should have gotten a wide receiver. We should have done yeah. some of these other things, but look, another cornerback. I mean, guys, what, what is this telling us? Nickel and dime packages. We're going to see a lot more this year. Big fat dudes on the front. Rushing the quarterback, speed in the back. That's what's going to happen. And may, maybe a linebacker or two in the middle, and that's it. Yep. So they're going to, these guys are going to get some use. They're going to get some use for sure. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and the interesting thing that I saw too, when he, when he's at the University of Calgary, he got 47 tackles the entire time there. He goes to yep. Ole Miss 
got 48 tackles in one season. I mean, yep. he's very much like a project kind of guy. And Brandon yeah, Staley yeah, talked sure. about him that way for too. Sure. They said, Hey, we just see potential from the guy. Like yep. we see that he did really well when he went to Ole Miss, he didn't get yeah. picks or anything like that, but yeah. he was productive when he was there. Right. And yep. so it's just could be that special team guy, practice squad kind of guy, guy to stash on the side that, you know, once again, injuries could happen. You never know where it's going to go and, and what time is for him to shine. So I think it's just, it's a good little pickup speed guy. Again, once again, have more speed on the field is always good. Sure. Always yep. good. Always good. Yep. Always good. Yeah. And that's Kylie, any final thoughts on D- Dean Leonard? Yeah. You know, uh, he's, he seems a little bit like just your Taylor to me as well. Like you said, he was, yep. he's a four, three, nine, uh, you know, it's fast, um, can make things happen, you know, like, and he did very well at, uh, in this Canada league. Um, and so then that's why he kind of got drafted over there, um, for the CFL, but then he decided it was kind of interesting. I think it's actually kind of, it's, Obviously, it's a it's a really interesting choice to me that he actually instead of going to the CFL, he actually wanted to play um, college at Ole Miss yeah. before anything else. And I, I think that's kind of a mature choice. Uh, and I really like that. So I, I kind of in a lot of ways, that kind of tells me that he is he's actually really smart again. So we're going back to that. Is that um, exactly correct? Uh, yep. Because, you know, he he realized that, sure, he can play in the CFL, but yeah. you know, he might not get picked up. For a while if he played uh there and with the big leagues because everyone they always want to go to the nfl they you know cfl is great but the the goal is to go to uh, to the where the big boys play you know yeah um, right yeah and so i'm looking forward Good to point. it i mean i am a little obviously the only thing that i'm concerned about is the fact that we there's just not a whole lot of tape on this guy so yeah um so it would would have boiled down to me probably was why they picked him is that if they they had to have interviewed him before, and in that interview they realized hey this guy's smart he's got his head on he's got his head on straight, um and he knows what you know you know how to make things happen or whatever he does sure. you know he does have like positive stats from the Canada League, so let's let's make this guy happen let's develop him let's make him a beast you know, yep right. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting uh, pickup. But, you know, once again, uh, we we've been saying that this draft's all about adding depth. And this yep. is yep. a guy that could just be this a project depth. guy yeah. for us. Yep, sure. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where he, he gets to. So, yeah. yeah. So round seven, pick 260. We got uh, Alexander wow. Orvath, um, fullback from Purdue. Um what 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 an interesting pickup, you know? I mean, who who talks about fullbacks anymore? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. That's kind of that forgotten position, you know. It really is. And so, it's weird that we're adding depth to the fullback position here, and then you kind of think about Gabe Neighbors too, who's been in that position, which is, I believe, the roommate of Justin Herbert. Hey. So yeah. it's a kind of like, wait a minute, having that is like, is is his job in trouble now? Ironically, Alexander Horvath and. Gabe neighbors where the number 40. So there's already conflict there. So what's going on here? So is <laughs> yeah, he wears 40. He wears 40. What's oh, going on here? So no, it, it, it is interesting having him in there, but I think it's once again, this is an emphasis choice that obviously add depth to a position, I guess that they see as a need. But then I also do think that they could also keep him as like a, a Mike Allstott kind of guy where he could be that dude where he could get those extra tough yards yep. at the, at the goal line situation or a fourth and one fourth and short 
whatever it might be. I guess he originally came in as a linebacker from, I think, high school or something, and then they switched him to basically fullback, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, but it happens. Um, he doesn't seem like he's got that a lot of speed or anything, but he does keep his legs moving and he makes people miss tackles and he can catch the ball and the backfield too. So, you know, it's once again, it's, it's another guy in there that I think is just a depth pick, but it was just an interesting pick all around uh, to kind of see that one kind of there. So, and I think we started getting to the point late in the draft and that's kind of why we ended up trading away two of our seventh round picks. Cause yeah. you're like, you just have too many picks that we just don't know who to pick at this point kind of thing. So <laughs> correct. Not saying he's not, one that was on the board, but it was obviously one that they thought was a filling a need. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think, I think these last two seventh round picks, again, yeah. most of the people are saying, Oh, they probably could have gone undrafted. Yeah. You know, at that point it's kind of just a crap shoot. And again, yeah. fullbacks, right. It does make sense for the chargers to probably run a little more eye formation. Right. And that's yep. a big part of what a fullback's all about. If you think about the best rushing years that we've had with LT, you had uh Leonard or um, uh, Lorenzo Neal, uh, as the fullback, yeah. you know, breaking the holes open. I remember watching a video with some of the old, you know, Sean Merriman's and Lorenzo O'Neill yeah. and Sproles. They were, they were, it was, I think it was posted on the LA yeah. uh, social media like two weeks ago. And LT was talking about, yeah, we were in the huddle. Let's go get that championship. Oh, let's go get that uh, touchdown record. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and, and it, you know, LT recanted the story that, Lorenzo made some comment like, oh yeah, get on my hip and don't dip. And then um, as he was going out to the side, he falls down on the ground. Lorenzo <laughs> Neal doesn't even make a block. He just falls on the ground completely. And LT had to go get the touchdown on his own, which I think is hilarious. We were at that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. So James, you and I were at that game. Yep. And I remember thinking that to myself cool. like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But again, the whole point of a fullback is to help the running back get a hole. Right. And so yep. that's an extra blocker. So I, I can see this in short yardage plays where we start doing some eye formation, using him to go run up there. I mean, neighbors is there, but it's also a special team depth choice as well too yeah. i think it's very clear that our special teams is a huge need and i do think that's a big part of what we needed here uh with horvath so i think again wearing a couple of hats he's not a one-trick pony sure. uh, you know he'll find a spot on the team somewhere but mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see how they really utilize him moving forward so yeah yeah that's yeah. my thoughts yeah i mean yeah. just looking at this guy he does seem like he's gonna be more of a scrimmage yards guy um sure he's he's definitely going to be able to to fight for those uh you know i don't know easy short yard situations where he need we need to get like you know uh three or or your one or two you know like he can he can pound through it because he's a big guy you know yeah he's big six foot three uh 232 pounds um and he's pretty fast as well four uh, five seven is what he ran so yeah um yeah so he's he's got pretty good things but like you said he was actually like uh three picks shy of being mr irrelevant though for the draft yeah. yep yeah, yeah. So, very true yeah so I mean, he easily could have gone undrafted but hey you know what all right let's get an, let's get another a, a fullback because we only actually had one right now um yep and it's it would be actually really good to see him on and eckler out there on a two-back system where he yep. can just get a nice little block in front of eckler and you know that way absolutely some more so that's that's the the hope for this guy i think so and they they are saying that he's got very good hands as well so he can actually just uh you know be someone to dump the ball off to um as well like i was saying for the other um other other running back so i mean it's 
that's what I like to see in running backs is like, you know, having that versatility of, you know, being able to pound it through, you know, get some, break some tackles, yards after hits and uh, catch a ball every once in a while. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of makes me think that we, we might be a little bit more of a run heavy base team than we realize. And so, you know, and the thing is though, too, I like it that Justin Herbert does run. And I think that most of the great quarterbacks in the league right now run a couple times in the game, but yeah. I'm wondering if they just don't want Justin Herbert to run period. And that's why they're trying to think, Hey, build the line as much as you can. So you can throw the ball. We yeah. don't want you to run at all. We want to have a good run game. We want to be able to have dudes that could block for you kind of thing. Maybe that's kind of their idea behind this. You know, obviously no team is going to have two fullbacks on this, on the active squad. Um, but at the same side, it's a it's a depth piece added to the team practice squad kind of guy. Yeah. Gabe Neighbors gets injured. Hey, we got a guy that's similar that could make it happen too. So yeah, correct. I don't know. It, it's an interesting pickup, but you know, once again, depth piece added to the team. So yep. I mean, as we kind of go further down in this draft, it's depth, 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 depth kind of correct. situation. Yeah, so. correct. Always, always. Yep. yep. Oh, bros. You know, bottom line, this is our this is our recap on the draft yeah. for 2022 for the Chargers. You know, I Absolutely. think we've got some good players here, and I think we got some good um, ways to be able to just add more pieces to this team to make it even more deeper as a, as a team. And we've talked about it a ton. Like, we've always had an issues of just seeing some of those games where we're just getting exposed based upon the depth, and I think that's focused on this one. So, um you know, I do think with just kind of a recap with a lot of these guys, and we've said it already, a lot of these guys are smart, well-spoken guys and add more character to this team that fits well for this team. You know, drafting a guy skill set is one thing, but a character added to the team is another. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to have that culture fit. So it seems like a lot of these guys are culture fits, which I think is pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited to see how these guys mend in the Agreed. team. and. Yeah. And how they come together. So any other last little thoughts on the, on the, on the uh, draft? Yeah, I would definitely just say this. Um, I think, you know, again, again, I, I really think this is a great draft class. I think, I think it's awesome. I think it fills all the needs we, we have. Yep. I think special teams was definitely a big part of the considerations on a lot of these people that we drafted. Um, and I do think that it was a big part of why we drafted people the way we drafted them as well too. Right. People can wear a lot of different hats and not one trick ponies. So I think we've said it all quite a bit, but bottom line, I think they filled all the needs that we had moving forward and they give us the depth that we need to be successful in the areas that specifically Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco feel we need to be filled and have more depth. Like clearly Brandon Staley wants as many cornerbacks as he possibly can get. Right. Yeah. That's what he wants. Right. So he got him. He got quite a few. I mean, and some interesting ones to boot. Right. So, so it very interesting to see um, the way this went. But again, like I said, um, I'm very happy with this draft and uh, yeah. you know, I gave it an a minus. Yeah. Go. Let's go. Yeah. I definitely wow. stick, stick with the, uh, you know, uh, the B plus on, uh, on my grade uh, because um, I really, I feel like we did fill the needs that we, that I kind of initially thought we needed. Um, yep. Get, get that line, get the defensive line, uh, and then get, get a running back too. Um, so um, I would have liked, obviously, a wide receiver or, and a uh, linebacker in there. Um, that would have been the sexy picks for me, but uh, it's all good, yep. man. Sometimes uh, things ain't sexy. They, they just kind of get nasty, you know? So, <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and I, and I really, I really liked it. Like, um, cause like our first three picks were, were 
actually absolutely stunning. Actually, shoot, or you know, Dahlia getting him like way late, man. Yeah, that, that was absolute steal. Amazing. So, yep. Yeah. So that that gave us uh, um a huge advantage. I feel like that for him to drop so low for us and um because he's got that fire now and you know he yeah. he's he's gonna protect uh just magic herb uh like no other man so uh i'm right. looking forward to it um I, yeah obviously like the last couple picks they're all always going to be kind of depth picks and development picks and uh i'm excited to see where they go and i'm really looking forward to uh chatting with you guys about the uh undrafted players that we got now too so. exactly yeah yeah that'll be interesting a little yeah, pre- we'll, yep. preview for the next round guys that's right that's yeah. right absolutely yeah, one thing one thing i forgot to say mention too is that tito uh he's a, he's an avid cook and specifically he specializes in smoked meats Ooh. and oh, so wow. he said he wanted to uh he's excited to be able to meet up with justin herbert and give him some uh tips and tricks on brisket Ooh, so yes. on that, that hopefully brisket. a lot of victory briskets coming up this Ooh, year yes. for him man i like right. that i like Maybe that a nice super bowl brisket i'm into that let's Ooh, go super let's bowl. go i'm gonna go uh, <laughs> super man. bowl victory brisket let's yeah. go that's a good brisket. that sounds really but, awesome um, to me <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hope you guys liked the episode. Definitely talked about all the 2020, 2022 picks. I want to hear your guys' opinion on the draft, what you think some players might be impactful for our team, not as impactful. Whatever you guys' thoughts are, we love hearing from you guys. So follow us, check us out, check this video out, share it, like it, and comment, please. So uh, once again, my name's James. I got my brother Kyle and Andy here. Thanks for listening, guys. Let's get out of here. Bolt Bros. We out. Bolt Bros. Bolt Bros. Bros. Let's go. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) Clear my throat here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're good. All right. I'm little, ready to rip. We're little vocal exercises there, fellas. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Red leather, yellow leather. Red, Red leather, leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. How Red now, leather, yellow cow. leather. How now, brown cow. Denied a bank loan. <laughs> cow now, brown cow. Cow now, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Let's do the intro here. All right. Okay.